You are tuned into In Her Footsteps, a conversation with the dynamic Latina business owners who are helping drive the American economy and creating change in their local communities. Hi, my name is Susan Farhing. I'm here with Sarima Gracia. I want to make sure I said that correctly. Um, she's the co-founder and partner at A Plus S Idea Studio. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, so tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, Where did you grow up? <laughs> I grew up in um, San Juan, Puerto Rico. Um, and I've moved here to the States uh, maybe 21, 22 years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'll tell you a little bit about myself. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I actually... Like I said, I was born in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Um, I went to art school in Puerto Rico. And okay. like I went to a school that actually you would learn all the different math and science and things like that, but you mm-hmm. would also be exposed to all the different types of arts. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of kind of how everything started. For me, when I went to high school, I already knew pretty much what I wanted to do, and I knew it was something to do with graphic design or... Uh, design-oriented. So being in high school, I learned about a college in Fort Lauderdale that was called the Mm -hmm. Art Institute of Fort Lauderdale. I spoke to them, told them what I wanted to do, and they actually took a couple, gave me a couple of credits from the classes that I already was doing in high school. So I was able to do a double major in uh, advertising and um, visual communications, and um, uh, I did it in three and a half years, like a double major, as while working <laughs> like three or four jobs. <laughs> and in the <laughs> restaurant business, I barely slept uh, those years, but I was uh, very focused, knew exactly what I wanted, and that's pretty much what um, started my whole career in uh, advertising. Design. Yeah. And, and you knew since high school. Wow. I did. I did since very young. I always, Actually, funny story, um, since I was little, I was exposed to, like I said, the arts and things mm-hmm. like that. I think also because my father had a Montessori school and okay since very little going to mm-hmm. that like I, I remember being that little and still at this age almost you know in my 40s um recognizing the design of how all mm-hmm. the elements were done and the boxes and how everything was done so since very little I loved it and um once I started growing up and learning about it Sachi and Sachi was a company that I've always looked for like up to, mm-hmm. and that was actually my first job out of college. Coincidence enough, I think it was a mixture of like luck and hard work. <laughs> um, so yeah, they hired me right out of uh, college, and uh, I worked with them for almost eight years in total, wow. doing general market work for them for Toyota. So not only I went to work for like my dream company, <laughs> I also worked for an amazing account right off the bat. So wow. it was uh, it was uh, it was a pretty crazy ride, but it was amazing. So yeah, so I lived in. For a lot of little for a while, and then I went to, to Los Angeles for okay. almost five years, and then ended up moving back to Miami to be closer to home. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a, the time difference and things like that. So I came back to Miami, and then I had to switch, and that's when I did the switch from general market advertising to mm-hmm. Hispanic advertising. Okay, and um, I worked for Subi Advertising, which at the time was one of the biggest um, independent. Hispanic advertising agencies in the country. So mm-hmm. I was with them for almost another eight years. Wow. And uh, yeah, after that, um, that's when, uh, you know, I built such a big network, worked for yeah. really big clients. With them, I worked for Ford, for example, which is another automotive. And um, mm-hmm. Lincoln Mercury was another account. And after a while, 
you keep moving up on your career <laughs> and everything was just like flying airplanes automobiles and you never stop and it got to a point that I was like you know I want to slow down yeah. a little bit kind of want to go back to the drawing table so to speak and be able to be a little bit more involved in a more touch and feel level instead of so managerial and just kind of overseeing, overseeing. things and um, traveling so that's what inspired me to go on my own. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about that. What was that turning point when you're like, you know what, I'm going to start my own business. It's time for me to yeah, so have my own Yeah, so basically thing. it was that. <laughs> it was just sitting in another board meeting and um, just, you know, tired, to tell you the truth. It's yeah. not like it's not tiring to own your own business, but it's a different type of tiring, yeah. right? It comes from a different, a hungrier place, I guess, is the is the way I can say it. So... Um, I've always, because I love design and I love being able Mm -hmm. to create and I was always doing like freelance work or I would, you know, um, collaborate with uh, another artist doing things and that's Mm -hmm. how I would get my escape from like my day to day, you know, grilling job. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had a pretty good network and I started working on this side project that turned into a bigger project. And at one point I was like, you know what, this could actually, I could do this like full time. And it would give me time. I've always been into fostering dogs. I have a, I have a, my little Cosimo who's Aww. around here somewhere. I'm sure you'll hear him at some point. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to have more time and flexibility to to give back. I'm also huge in like social and like being yeah. able to give back and being involved. So basically, this one big project turned into a bigger project. And um, Andres and I, who is my business partner, Mm -hmm. I called him up and I said, hey, you know, there's this big project I think we can do together and it will set us up and then we can go from there and figure the rest out. And he was like, I'm game, let's do it. And we started A plus S ideas. That's really incredible. <laughs> Actually, the story of A plus S ideas, because people ask me all the time, why do we call ourselves? Yeah, that? I was gonna ask you. So tell me, <laughs> tell me about your your business, and you know. So A plus S ideas is an advertising agency. Basically, mm-hmm. we can do everything from uh, your regular advertising to digital advertising to social media. We do a lot of mentoring and consulting as well, and we've helped big clients like the Ministry of Tourism for a country to somebody that's starting up a business and trying to help them out. We have two craft breweries that started from nothing and now are doing amazing. So that's a fun business uh, meeting. (laughs) It's great. And that is the reason why we did it, right? We wanted to be able to touch and feel a little bit more, like not necessarily just we still work with accounts and things that are already set, yeah. but um, it's great to be part of like that, you know, bringing somebody's dream into reality yeah. and, and being part of that. So that for me was huge. And Andres also shares touch, with right? that, yeah, that personal part of it. And our clients are our friends and our friends are our clients. And that is literal. Like we've been in business now for almost 10 years and almost 100% of our clients have been with us for that long. Like wow. they started with us and they have stayed. So... That says a lot about yeah, who we are. That does say a lot about your brand and, and who you are running yeah. the business that you haven't lost that touch that we, you And that's really said you that's what from. we keep saying to ourselves. Every single day when we're looking at a project, we're like, Okay, why are we doing this? You know, does it meet mm-hmm. the things that we said that we wanted to do? So to answer your question about A plus S, it was literally Andres and Sarima. So we used to be duplas. That's what it's called when you're in um, the advertising world. Mm-hmm. He did the copywriting. I did the art direction. So every time that there was a problem, they'll be like, can you just ask A plus S? Or like they would like send an email, A plus S, what do you think about this or whatever? So mm-hmm. when we finally decided to go on our own, we were like, what do we call each other? We're like 
A plus S. Everybody knows this is that. So that kind of just continued and, and that's where we are. And reality is that 90% of our business comes from referrals. So just continuing that tradition just kind of made sense. Yeah. And I, I want to touch on something you brought up about staying true to kind of the core and the mission of your of your business. And what advice would you have to a business owner of staying true to that, to those like maybe pillars or, you know, um, that mission? Yeah, I mean, I think that once you have that clear, Mm -hmm. business just makes sense. It sounds a little bit cliche, but I think that whole thing about, like, you do something that you love, you never work a day in your life. (laughs) And as cliche as that sounds, I really, truly believe that. It's not that I didn't enjoy my career in advertising. Mm -hmm. If I didn't have that, I would not be able to do what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. But because I went through those experiences, I was able to know, okay, this is exactly what I want to do. And now, because we're staying true to that, it's not like we don't have bad days or things don't yeah. happen, but for the most time, for the most part, you know, we're enjoying what we're doing and we, because we have that so clear, people come in and they know what they're getting, yeah. you know? And I think that's one of the main things that we get in feedback is that, that people come in with something that is complicated or something that's very personal because opening a business is a very yeah. personal thing. And we try to make sense of it, understand where they are and you know, take them on that journey to the next level. Yeah. That's kind of weird. (laughs) So what were some of the biggest challenges as a business owner that you faced when you were first starting off? Um, Well, first of all was, um, so we had a very good reputation, thank God, you know, Mm -hmm. people came and um, we, we were able to start already with some business, which was extremely important. But it was also being able to keep that up, right? And it's yeah. like, where was that next project? What were we going to do? Even though we do advertising, we don't market ourselves. Mm. And it was trying to find that balance of yeah. like, you know, we have a lot of uh, colleagues that have open businesses and they go and get these amazing spaces and yeah. get everything, you know, huge overhead and, yeah. you know, um, employees and things like that. And then things don't work out and it's just... You, you, you can make it so yeah. it was trying to find that balance and the thing that I love that we created with A plus S is that little by little this network of people just kept coming together and now depending on the project we just pull from those people and mm-hmm. because they're not necessarily on a payroll basis mm-hmm. that keeps them hungry so every time that there oh, is a I project see. that comes in you know we sit down we pitch it yo, I'm great at this, I'm great at that, I can bring this in, I have this idea, and then that's kind of like how we put it together. I mean, when you came in, you saw right now, there's four people right now here Mm -hmm. working, and we're all working on different things. Some projects we're working together, some we're not, but we're always listening and collaborating, and the idea, that kind of happened naturally and organically. I love that, and I want more of that to continue to happen, and that's the future of A plus S, just being able to expand on the space, because... The network exists, we don't have the space for it, and that's where we want to go. Just kind of like expand on that and be able to continue tapping into that network. So so it's finally that, ba- that balance where we can answer to a project um, with the right people yeah. and be able to deliver and not be shy because yeah. the project is too big or you know, the project's too small. Like finding that balance, that yeah. was, I guess, the biggest challenge. But I think we did a pretty good job yeah. getting there. Yeah. And on the flip side, what opportunities <clears throat> did you see that maybe you hadn't realized before, you know, when you were starting out 
I guess, you know, it's a, it's a clean slate, but, you know, what was, like, one thing that really stood out where you're like, wow, that's a really great opportunity? Um, I would say that, the networking part of it. Yeah. The, the, the pooling of resources. The realizing, I know excellent photographers. I know excellent videographers. I know excellent, you know, uh, account people, planners, etc. Yeah. So what are some of the biggest challenges that you fa- that the business faces in in Miami, in your area. Um, in Miami, I mean that's a tricky question. When I when I um, let's see how can I answer that. In Miami, I mean we're a really big pool of people from everywhere, mm-hmm. right? I call it the United Nations. Like when you're working, <laughs> when you're in Miami, you're literally gonna be exposed to all kinds of people and professionals and things like that. So challenge, I would say, um, finding the correct work ethic, right? Because okay. people are from some different, from so many different places, not everybody mm. has the same work ethics that you have. So I think finding um, the caliber of the people that you want to work with, because everybody's from different places, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to, to get. But at the same time, it's kind of one of those things that is like a double edge. It has a positive, it has a negative. Yeah. There also has a very positive, because there are people from everywhere, you get a lot of very fresh ideas or things that you didn't even know that you could do or yeah. um, a different um, take on doing something. And so I wouldn't call it a challenge. It's just more, it's a, it's a little bit interesting. What was a turning point for you in your business? Um, I think once we, uh, hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> a turning point in our business. I think it was maybe year five when okay. we we realized we actually got this. Like we actually have a good, solid, you know, business where we're making money. We're able to give back. Mm-hmm. We are able to be involved in the community. We're helping other people. Also, we're creating jobs. Um, that whole balance and that whole like ecosystem that kind of mm-hmm. formed itself like when the phone rang and people will call you for a project or a project came in and I would call other people and we would just put it together and it, it worked mm-hmm. that was the turning point for us when we were like wow we really have something here and it's all about the relationships that we have built and this network of amazing people that we've known for years yeah. and <clears throat> so what do you wish you had known before you started your business? Hmm. <laughs> Some advice for <laughs> listeners. Um, you know, I'll tell you what. For us, I think that one thing that I wish I would have known or that we could have done differently and it's something that we're kind of looking into now and seeing how we can do is um, not looking at things as a project-by-project basis. Okay. You know, kind of to look at it a little bit of like a holistic even though we love working in different projects, but when you look at a project, just kind of seeing a little bit like <clears throat> long term, if this uh, is this project going to, for example, breweries, for example, mm-hmm. that, like we would have been able to go in and kind of like uh, be part of it, maybe in an equity type of uh, arrangement where okay. putting some skin in the game where we can be part of the business as well, since we get so invested. Mm-hmm. I think that is something that I would have done differently is just that, like trying to find a way that not only um, 
be as a service, but be part of that business. I don't know if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, kind of like an, <clears throat> an you know an extension of their team. Almost, yeah, you know, and like, which we which we we do it to an extent, but yeah. but but a little bit more. I wish I could do like a little bit more of that. So <laughs> I I guess that would be an opportunity or something that I wish I could have tapped into before. But again, um, it's kind of like that thing you. I wear so many different hats, mm-hmm. right? Like at the beginning, I would did like did the books, and I, you know, I had I did the creative, and I, we would meet, and we, you know, yeah. did all the different things. So, um, aligning with the right people as well, I think is a, a a good thing. So I think that we did it right. But if I could have done it again, maybe I would <laughs> brought in a little bit of more of like a business building type of person that could okay. um, help with those things. Yeah. And what, um, I guess, you know, following up on that, like, were there any mistakes, big mistakes that you learned from that helped, you know, shape the business in the future? Um, I would say that just some missed opportunities, perhaps, in that and to, like, taking a business to, like, like extremely profitable and big and, you Mm -hmm. know, us still doing that part but not necessarily benefiting from that, Mm -hmm. you know, big um, explosion, for lack of a better word, because... We were able to do that with a couple of brands where, like, they were nothing, and then they became something pretty big. Um, I, I wouldn't call it a mistake because I still feel very proud of the work that we did. We're still part of them to mm-hmm. an extension, but I guess business-wise, if you're, <laughs> you know, looking at it, you know, monetarily speaking, um, it would have been good to kind of have that in there. Okay. And so shifting gears a little bit. I want to share a fact with you. I'm sure you probably know this, but Hispanics start a small business at a rate of three to one when compared to the general market. Latinas start a business rate, a business at the rate of five to one. What do you think accounts for that entrepreneurial spirit among Hispanic women? Yeah, we're just, can I say it, badasses? (laughs) I'm sorry, I am... I cannot explain it. You know, I tell my dad all the time, he calls me superwoman sometimes, and I tell him, don't do that, because I think that created a monster a little bit. Um, A good monster, though. Yeah, but still, like, you, I don't know, maybe it's because of where we come from, or because we have to sometimes work triple as hard to do things, you know. I mean, I'm sure you guys are familiar with the show Mad Men that was in the 60s. Mm-hmm. We're in 2018, and just now that movement of Me Too started coming out, and we're yeah. talking and putting actually faces and names and things to something that has been happening forever. Yeah. The stories I could tell you, we'll be here for hours. <laughs> um, I think that it's a sad reality that that happens, but it's a reality, and we grew up mm-hmm. with that. And um, I've literally have to deal with it my whole life not only I was a woman I was Hispanic I was young mm-hmm. in my career um I don't want to like pat myself in the back but pr- was told that I was very pretty so it was very hard for me yeah. to like walk into a room full of men at the time because mm-hmm. I work with dealers most of the time and for them to take me seriously yeah. like it took a couple steps to be able to for them to realize oh wait she actually knows what she's talking about and I actually have to pay attention yeah. I remember one guy said to me one time oh you could just be selling ice cubes out there yeah. up there and I'll, and I will buy them and 
that was not a compliment to no. me, you know? So it's offensive to the work that you're doing, yeah. you know? And, and But that is just an example of, like, the yep. stuff that you deal with. So I think that because we grow up with that, we are, it's in our DNA, it's in our <laughs> blood. We have to figure it out. And like I said, you know, my mom was a very hard worker. My dad was a very hard worker. So that was in my family. I think that <clears throat> it was in my blood. So I've been working since I'm 13 years old. And like I said, you know, I went to college and worked three, four jobs while I was going to college. And I haven't stopped working. I, there's not one day that I haven't worked. So <laughs> I think it's just, it's that. It's that, it's that, it's in us. Like we can't not do it. And, and I'm proud to be part of a group of, of this amazing group of women that, yeah, tell me a little bit more about that. Like, what does it mean for you to be a Latina business owner? Yeah, you know? I mean, it's just, we're doing great things. We've always done great things. I think it's it's great that now it's being a little bit more exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't personally have tr- children, but I have so many friends. I can literally yeah. name you at least 10 of them that are entrepreneurs themselves and are also mothers and are figuring it out. And I think also... Maybe that's a good way of answering this question because most women that I know that are entrepreneurs are mothers. Mm-hmm. Is that not only you grow up with that, and I'm gonna call it not disadvantage, but something that is pushing you. Yeah. You also then have kids. Maybe stop working for a while so you can dedicate your time to your kids, and then when it's time to go back to the workforce, it's impossible to be able to put in the work and work at the rate that you were working before while also be a successful mom so then I think they figure out you know what I'm gonna create something that I can figure out yeah or they see a problem and they are like oh I can fix this or you know I can I know how to do this better and and that's how they figure it out so Again, we're just, you know, that force to be reckoned yeah. with. And Incredible just, group yeah. of women. <laughs> really, really, yes. <laughs> so you mentioned earlier you're talking about fostering dogs. So I want to ask you um, a little bit about your experience volunteering in your community. Yeah, so I've always been very involved. My grandmother was huge in uh, social working and um, helping out, and that's another thing that carried through. So... I do a ton of fostering for dogs. Um, at some point, I, well, there was a point here that we had like six dogs. <laughs> we were working, and then <laughs> clients would come, and then I have—I cannot even tell you how many clients. I think I have like six or seven clients that have dogs that have been adopted here. That's that I was fostering them, and then they took them home, and. It's a great feeling because we call it a foster failure if I keep the animal. So it's very hard because I want to keep them all. I can't. So um, I think it's been a great tool not only for me to give back, but it's also like, let's go to A plus S. We're going to go work and see some puppies. Like That is a possibility that could happen on a given day. That's the ideal work work environment. (laughs) Come come work with a bunch of puppies. I love that. So there's that. And then um, also, uh, you know, for example, Hurricane Maria when, I mean, obviously that's Mm -hmm. my island and it was very personal, but I got super heavily involved with an amazing group of people and we were able to raise a lot of money and goods and private planes to get them to Puerto Rico, et cetera. And that, for me, just created, uh, again, not necessarily it's a, a way of bringing business into A plus S, but it still connects this whole network that I'm talking about. This clients that are friends and friends that are clients. Like everybody showed up, we all worked together and it yeah. just continues to solidify this very organic relationship that I feel we have 
and um, it was great. And then also, we are actually now going after uh, government contracting, and um, the U.S. Hispanic Chamber of Commerce have been extremely helpful with that. I mean, it's just been so great. Your organization has been amazing to me, and I just went to D.C. with you guys, and it was a great experience. Um, but it gave us a, certain, a sense of urgency in trying to fi finish getting our certifications mm -hmm. and figuring all this out because what better tool than when something like that happens, like a catastrophe or something like yeah. that, to be able to have the tools already in place to then be able to actually go work and help at an even bigger scale. Yeah. So that's kind of where we are now. So we got all our certifications now. We're 8A certified, HUBZone, women-owned, minority-owned, disadvantaged, like yeah. everything that we could check as uh, a check veteran. Check all the boxes, yeah. As a veteran, <laughs> and I was like, oh no, yeah, I didn't do that. Um, but, so yeah, so I think that it's, it's a huge part for me, and that was one of the main reasons why I went on my own. And being able to find a business partner that actually shared that. Yeah, vision. tell me a little bit more about how that impacted your business and influenced, you know, your, yeah. the work that you do, and I know you touched <clears throat> a little bit on it, but... Yeah, no, that, like, I mean, I, to be able to be, A plus S literally um, finds business solutions, you know, try to find an easy solution to complicated problems, like, that's one of the things that we, we say, and we're like, we call each other good-looking ideas, right, because we <laughs> try to bring... To something that is difficult and sometimes tedious or people don't really understand it and try to make it simpler and easier to do but also that whole entrepreneurial side of things being able to help people and like help, help make their dreams come true figure out this thing that they've always wanted to do and things like that so there's a big giving back component that of course we still need to make money and we still need to be a successful business but I feel like we're standing in this awesome space where we get to do both. Yeah. And uh, that the social aspect of that is huge for me. And I think that that gets all wrapped up into that, right? Like you, yeah. I get to do community service and help and do all these things while at the same time have a successful business that also gets to employ some people and help them in that way. Yeah. So it just creates this very organic awesomeness <laughs> that I love being a part of and I hope that I get to do for many more years to come so I want to touch a little bit more on your arts education mm -hmm. I know you talked about it a little bit but how has that um, influenced you know your education in Florida or you know growing from Puerto Rico like influence your designs like do you think it's influenced in a certain way um I wouldn't say that necessarily is like because I'm Puerto Rico, from Puerto Rico, like my designs are influenced by that. But I do think that it brings an, an eclectic thing to it. Like okay. Puerto Rico, it's its own island, but it's still part of the United States. Of so course. it's very mm -hmm. similar. Um, but I do feel that it shaped me into this being <laughs> that, um, yeah, my designs, I mean, if you see this house, for example, it's a hundred year old house. And what I try to do is, you know, respect the bones of it and the mm -hmm. heritage and the, the history that it has while bringing it into this century and still be comfortable and uh, welcoming. It's but amazing. Then, I walked in, I was like, I want to move in here. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's you have great. No idea. It's really great. It's my pride and joy. And I am so excited that I got, I had this dream that this is what I wanted. I wanted a place where it was fun to come to work and people will feel at home and I think that we've been able to accomplish that. We get that feedback a lot. People come, love to come and just have coffee. And then it's when it's great. not 100 degrees outside, <laughs> they come and hang out in the yard. 
they bring their dogs. You I was going to say, you've got the puppies, you've got the great design. Like, this sounds <laughs> ideal. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that that all comes from that, right? Like, there's an eclectic, that there's from all these places that I can grab onto. Because yeah, you have been, every, you just said everywhere. You've yeah. LA, Florida, you know. And I also love to travel. I mean, that's one of the things that I was able to do while working in advertising for as long as I did. When we used to go shoot commercials, we used to go mm. to a lot of different places and um, it gave me the opportunity to see a lot of the world. You know, Japan, for example, is one of my favorite places in the planet. And one time I was able to go and spend a month there. Wow. And um, so, yeah, so design and <laughs> Japanese design, it's like another level, you know, because they do, they do the type of design that I love, which is design that makes sense. I'm very like... Yeah. Again, that comes back from the Montessori upbringing, I know for <laughs> sure. But when you design something that has a reason for being and things kind of fit and make sense, that kind of wraps up in a nutshell what <laughs> I'm trying to achieve in life. <laughs> so on that point, you know, what, what, what inspires you or who inspires you, either creatively or professionally? You know, is hmm. it traveling? Is it a person? <sighs> you know... A little bit of everything. I'm always up to something. Like there's there's a component of ADD that also exists in my being, <laughs> mixed with the OCD. <laughs> um, I get excited about and inspired about so many things. Like for example, and I know this sounds cliche, but when people are up to something, it sparks something in me. Like if you talk to me about a project or something that you're doing or something that you want to do or whatever, like I start, like the wheels start turning and I start thinking, yeah. okay, who do I know that does that or does something similar that can help her or help her him or how can I help or how can we get involved or it's just, uh, it just comes from that. So I think I pull from all those places. It's just, People being up to something, doing things, yeah, getting involved, that energy. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a great way of saying it. I think it's it's all about energy. Yeah. So I get inspired by people's energy. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. I'm the same way. People's energy, I'm like, yeah, I need just it. give me more. Give, give me, me more. more. Yes. <laughs> like the caffeine that I need. And puppies, puppies, and puppies. And puppies, of course. <laughs> you can't forget the puppies. <laughs> um, so wrapping up a little bit. Um, what advice do you have for listeners, you know, entrepreneurs, maybe just starting out or, you know, an own, a business owner that's trying to scale up? Um, I would have? say, you know, don't be afraid, you know, um, do your homework, talk to people, um, networking, you know, I, I wasn't huge on it. It, it kind of happened naturally more and more. Um, realizing and learning how important it is. I think that when you tell people what you're up to, um, it puts it out there in the world. Mm -hmm. And then if somebody else is thinking about it or somebody has an idea or somebody saw something, it starts connecting all the dots. So talk about it, think about it, write about it, you know, um, share it. And um, there's so much information out there. Uh, one thing that I would say, you're only as good as the people that you surround yourself with. And mm. A plus S doesn't exist without the A, and it doesn't exist with without the J and the D and the M's. <laughs> I mean, like, all the people that come yeah. together to help, it just doesn't exist. Like, it's, it's, it's all the people that I have surrounding me. So I think that... Um, the biggest advice I could do, I could give to someone is that it's a figure out what you want, make sure you're passionate about it and that you love it. Or 
if it's a product or something it's just something that you just make sure you really believe in it so you can then put all your energy behind it and then surround yourself with the people that have the answers and are going to help you make it a reality yeah and do you have any specific advice for latinas don't give up keep going <laughs> you're doing it right <laughs> it's already in you um yeah i just i would say that you know just just keep going it's i think we're born with it you know yeah it's not maybelline, <laughs> it's not maybelline. <laughs> um no we in all seriousness we are born with it there there is a special thing that we are carrying with us and um just take advantage of it you know don't don't lose it don't take it for granted don't let anybody tell you any different just grab on to whatever it is that you want to do and 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 go for it now i'm inspired <laughs> good yay see awesome <laughs> so one last question to wrap up um why do you think in her footsteps this initiative that we've launched is important Oh my God, I love this, by the way, you guys. Like, so, <laughs> first of all, I'm so honored to be a part of it. Like, as soon as you guys told me about it, I was like, I love this. This is great. I mean, think about it. How many of us, I'm sure at some point, have thought about doing something or wanting yeah. to do something and you're looking for inspiration or for somebody that has done it or not done it or something similar or even something completely different? It's hard to find the right answers or, you know, or even. That, like I said, that motivation, like that inspiration to to do it. So I love listening to the other ladies that you have already um, featured. Um, there was a great talk that you guys did at the at the Washington um, U.S. The legislative legislative, yes, yeah. thank you. <laughs> that was such a big um, word, by the way. It's still very hard for me to put it together. <laughs> but yes, that legislative legislative summit was awesome and you guys had a panel of the um chiefs of staff yeah. and uh it was so inspiring to hear them i mean talk about badass right like that is on another <laughs> level like these these women are like at the core of i think that politics and advertising are in a pretty uh yeah similar arena in terms of having to have your stuff together so I left extremely inspired after listening to them there. And then I, it was great that you guys did it, a, po a podcast, because I was able to go yeah. back and actually share it with some friends. And Oh, thank you for sharing yes, it. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So I think it's great. It's a great flat platform for us to be able to listen to each other, you know, hear what we're up to, get inspired, get ideas, um, learn, you know. It, it's. I think it's great. So I'm super happy to be a part of it and... Well, for doing it <laughs> well thank you so much for sitting down with us and giving us all this all not you know listeners great advice and we really appreciate it thank you hopefully i didn't speak too fast <laughs> <laughs> which fine. i'm known for <laughs> no right. thank you so much for thank you for listening to the in her footsteps podcast Visit us at ushcc.com slash In Her Footsteps to listen to our other podcast episodes or to learn more about the In Her Footsteps initiative.